welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are back today with our final episode of Beautiful Creatures. I'm so glad. I don't know what it's been about writing these notes, but it's been nearly impossible it's been for painful. me. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. That's the job I signed up for that I haven't been doing. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. I also did half of it this time. I know. It was a joint effort. I like doing it. Just like how I'm always like, I'll do the PowerPoint. I'll do the PowerPoint. Yeah. I, I like doing it. <laughs> so where we left off is it was Lena's birthday and there was a party. Mm-hmm. There was also a diversion mm-hmm. type situation. Um, Ridley was using her powers on Ethan's dad to make him jump off of a balcony and die. But really, she just did that to get Ethan away from Lena so that can go down. I gotta tell you, it's about to. So it's February 11th, and this chapter is titled Family Reunion. Hmm, interesting. When Ethan's dad was finally away... Was away from the medics? <laughs> no, that's not when he's finally when with he, the medics. Wait, when he was away, first sentence. I can't even. Read right now. <laughs> it was me. It was early when he is finally away, safe with the medics. Okay, sorry. No, those words are in there. But okay, when Ethan's dad was finally away, safe with the medics, Ethan rushed back to the party. He could barely hear Lena Larkin. Larkin was calling out to him. Oh, Ethan could barely hear Larkin as he called out to him. Larkin was out past the reenactment zone, which was dangerous. So they have like a safety zone for the mm-hmm. reenactment where they're mm-hmm. supposed to stay. But Ethan had no choice but to follow him. Link was following right behind Ethan, trying to apologize for listening to Ridley. Thanks, Link. Thanks. Really, thanks. They were out in the field at Greenbrier. Lena and Larkin waited for them. Another figure stepped out from the shadows. It was Mrs. Lincoln? She told them she had been waiting for them. One of them, at least. Link tells her he's there now, and he'll take her home. Ethan tried to figure out what was wrong. Hmm, This is really weird, y'all. This is odd. What are you doing here? Love him. (laughs) Lena looked panicked. Lena looked panicked, so yeah. She couldn't seem to speak. She screamed at him telepathically. Ethan, get out of here. Get Uncle Macon. Run. Then Mrs. Lincoln called her son Link. So she called him Link, Link, which she never says. She full names that boy. Ethan knew instantly that this couldn't have been Mrs. Lincoln because she would never call him Link. That's what you said. Lena screamed for someone to run and get Macon. Then some sort of force pushed Ethan to a tree. He thought he had been shot, but he couldn't find a wound. Link was in the same predicament. Some sort of invisible cage holding them against the trees. Mrs. Lincoln was telling Lena that she just wanted to give them time to talk. She regretted not helping her hone her gifts as a natural. They realized this was Seraphine. Dun, dun, dun. Uh Villain reveal. A lot better than in the movies. I don't know. Definitely. Mrs. Lincoln's body melted away, revealing a different person. Seraphine had been posing as Mrs. Lincoln this entire time. As in her body like melted away, they no, I was like, became it didn't like, melt away. It, they like, became two separate pieces. Yeah, two <laughs> separate beings again. Yeah. Because Mrs. Lincoln was still there, passed out. She's not gone. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, the body like peeled off of yeah, Seraphine. I just didn't know how to explain mm. it right. And then it like closed up back together after Seraphine got out. <laughs> oh, what the f- 
whole creepy. thing in that where they like take off their skin. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's what it's Doctor Who beings like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. We all know I was a Doctor Who kid. So Seraphine had been posing as Mrs. Lincoln this entire time. So if you think about it, some, a lot of stuff makes sense now. Yeah. And some stuff you're still like, okay. Seraphine told Lena that she had always loved her. Which is very different from the movie. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what happened in the movie, but. Just- oh, she, she didn't say that she loves her until Lena's like about to kill her. Um, and she's like, I, oh, I love you. Automatic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lena asked if. That was why she was trying to kill her. I love their interaction here where Lena's mm-hmm. like, oh, really? You love me now? She told her that she was just trying to reach her. As for Mrs. Lincoln, she was just trying to show her how easily mortals can turn on one of their kind. She told Larkin to show his true self. Larkin flashed his yellow eyes at them. Lena, in shock, confronted him about betraying everyone, even his own mother, He told her loyalty wasn't really his thing. It was more fun to be dark than light. Last night, or one of our other recordings, whenever y'all were talking about what Larkin was, him being light or dark, I was like, um... I remember there was a reason I didn't like Larkin, but I could not think of it to save my life. And then I was writing these notes in Caitlin's bed this morning, and I was like, oh, now I I remember. I was trying really hard... Because I didn't know you hadn't read it and you were talking about it. And I was like, Peyton, do you not remember? Then I was like, have you read it? And you said no. And I was like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But yep, he is a traitor. Traitor? A traitor. Seraphine told Lena that Larkin wasn't the only traitor in the family. Her uncle Macon had told her she had no choice in her claiming. Seraphine went on to explain. A choice afforded to you because you are my daughter. A choice is afforded to you? Is there a verb in that word? I don't know. That word? I'm fairly certain. A choice is afforded to you because you are my daughter, the second natural born in the Duquesne family. I may be a catalyst now, but I was the first natural born in our family. The first will be black, but the second may choose to turn back. Lena was confused. Her mother went on. You always had a choice. Your uncle has always known that. So, according to Seraphine, it was never like, oh, the moon and the fate will decide, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're light or dark. You got that choice, girl. You got that choice. Like, I don't know if it's true, even though I've read this book three times now. <laughs> That's just the joke. But why would making lie to her? about that like why would he what does he gain from that you're about to find out yeah i'll okay. say the answer is about to be read <laughs> lena told her macon wouldn't hide that from her macon arrived looking less like a man and more like what he really was he looked younger and ready for a fight seraphine had just come for her daughter's birthday macon told her she wasn't invited she said that was a shame because she brought someone who had been dying to see him <laughs> <laughs> I had to add this in. <laughs> Megan said, honey, where'd she dig you up? He looked like Macon, but instead of looking like Cary Grant, he looked like a modern celebrity. <laughs> These are Peyton's notes, clearly. <laughs> Hunting told him he could have, couldn't believe Macon had walked away from their family legacy. Macon stated he, he made a choice. Lena interrupted the argument by saying if what Seraphine said was true. Megan told her it wasn't so simple. She had a choice, but it came with grave consequences. Oh, I remember now. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was very important for me not to remember. <laughs> so from the book, Megan looks at Lena and says, you do have a choice, Lena. A complicated choice. A choice with grave consequences. All at once, the rain stopped completely. The air was perfectly still. If this was a hurricane, we were in the eye. Lena's emotions churned. I knew what she was feeling, even without hearing her voice in my head. Happiness because she had finally gotten the one thing she said she always wanted. The choice to decide her own fate. Anger because she had lost the one person she had always trusted. Lena stared at Macon as if through new eyes or I could see the darkness creeping into her face. Why didn't you tell me? I've spent my whole life terrified I was going to go dark. There was another crash of thunder, and the patter of rain began to fall again, like tears. But Lena wasn't crying. She was angry. You do have a choice, Lena, but there are consequences. Consequences you could not understand as a child. You can't really begin to understand them now. Yet, I have spent every day of my life pondering them since you were born. And as your dear mother knows, the conditions of this bargain were determined long ago. What kind of consequences? Lena looked at Seraphine skeptically, cautiously, as if her mind was opening to new possibilities. I knew what she was thinking. If she couldn't trust Macon, if he had been keeping this kind of secret all this time, maybe her mother was telling the truth. I had to make her hear me. Don't listen to her, Lena. You can't trust her. But there was nothing. Our connection was broken in the presence of Seraphine. It was like she had cut the phone line between us. Lena, you can't possibly understand the choice you are being pressured to make. What is at stake? The rain turned from a patter of tears to a screaming downpour. As if you could trust him after a thousand lies, Seraphine glared at Macon and turned to Lena. I wish we had more time to talk, Lena, but you have to make the choice and I am bound to explain the stakes. There are consequences your uncle wasn't lying about. Oh, he wasn't lying about that. She paused. If you choose to go dark, all the light casters in our family will die. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Lena went pale. Why would I ever agree to do that? Because if you choose to go light, all the dark casters and the lilum in our family will die. Seraphine turned and looked at Macon. And I do mean all. Your uncle, the man who has been like a father to you, will cease to exist. You will destroy him. Macon disappeared and materialized in front of Lena. Not even a second later. Lena, listen to me. I am willing to make that sacrifice. The sacrifice. That's why I didn't tell you. I didn't want you to feel guilty about letting me go. I've always known what you would choose. Make the choice. Let me go. Lena was reeling. So was I, evidently. Because <laughs> she really destroyed Macon if, it, if what Seraphine said was true. But if it was true, what other choice did she have? Macon was only one person, even though she loved him. There is something else I can offer, Seraphine added. What could you possibly have to offer that would make me want to kill Grandma, Aunt Del, Reese, and Ryan? Seraphine tentatively took a few steps toward Lena. Ethan, we have a way you two can be together. What are you talking about? We're already together. Seraphine cocked her head slightly and her eyes narrowed. Something passed across her golden eyes. Recognition. Mm. You don't know, do you? Seraphine turned to Macon and laughed. You didn't tell her. Well, that's not playing fair. Know what? Lena snapped. That you and Ethan can never be together. Not physically. Casters and Lilum cannot be with mortals. She smiled, relishing in the moment. At least not without killing them. <gasps> Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Does that like that? 
I was said the amount of times a character says you just wouldn't understand in this book. <laughs> I've talked about that though. Mm-hmm. We should have counted. We should have counted from. The I beginning. know. I was like, take a shot every time. You be wasted. <laughs> I find that interesting though, because I was like, well, if Ethan has powers, you would think that might kind of slightly play into this, but <sighs> maybe I. I really wish I brought the other books life. over here. I'm going to have to give them sometimes. Not that I will read them anytime soon. I'll pretend like I'm going to. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my camp book. I need a camp book. We'll see. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a different chapter. Maybe I want to tell you all that. Yeah, it is. Oh, this is an important chapter. Maybe I want to tell you all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is February 11th. Still. Still. And this chapter is titled, guess what? The claiming. Hello, I wonder what happened. Ethan immediately realized that it all made sense. The way it felt when they kissed, how he had almost had a heart attack that one time. Lena, in shock, asked Macon why he didn't tell her. He told her they never realized how strong their connection was until it was too late. Which, define too late. Like, they're still like 16. They still got some life to live like i mean you can't keep kids from staying away from each other i guess is what they're trying to say the two of them know (laughs) she asked when he planned on telling her he told her after she had claimed herself great timing macon i know right (laughs) seraphine tried to manipulate her by telling her she would have a way to have ethan by her side it wouldn't even matter if her family was dead macon said She's right. If you agree to this, you won't feel remorse because you won't be yourself. The person you are now will be dead. What she's not telling you is that you won't remember your feelings for Ethan. Within a few months, your heart will be so dark, he won't mean anything to you. The claiming has an incredibly powerful effect on the natural. You may even kill him by your own hand. You will be capable of that kind of evil. Isn't that right, Seraphine? Tell Lena what happened to her father since you are such a proponent of the truth. She told her that her father stole her away. Stole Lena away. Macon told her that some of hers and she's... Okay, so sorry to interrupt. You can add this or patch it in or somehow. It'll be right here. Okay. (laughs) You wouldn't understand. It's about like 10 to 12 times in the book. I swear it's more. I'm pretty sure it is too. Did you look it up on Kindle? Yeah. Love that. But the word understand is in the book 63 times. <laughs> Still swear if it's in there more. <laughs> so Seraphine told Lena that Lena's father had tried to steal her away. Macon said that Seraphine set the house on fire. Seraphine told Macon he'd interfered enough. And then Hunting started to fight him. Boo leapt through the air trying to save his master. Larkin conjured up an illusion of snakes so Boo wouldn't get to make him poor puppy. I know. So sad. He didn't know that they were illusions that though, were so, fake. so he was scared. Oh no. It was time for the claiming, says the flourish. Seraphine was going towards Lena. Lena told her to stop. When she didn't listen, Lena shot a line of fire between them. Lena then said, You don't have to pretend like you care about me. We all know what a bitch you are, mother. It's the one thing I can agree. I think we can all agree on. Ethan and Link were freed. Ethan ran for Lena while Link went to his mother. Ethan touched Lena's shoulder and told her he loved her through their mental connection. Lena told him not to say anything. She was pretty sure her mother would also hear their mental communication. Lena told him to go get Ryan and help save Makem. 
He looked at his cell phone 35 minutes until midnight. He went in calling for Ryan. Link was, or tried to go into Ravenwood calling for Ryan. Link was falling behind him, asking if Ryan was a doctor to help his mom. (laughs) No, it's a 10-year-old girl. (laughs) He called the only person who was a supernatural hurricane of her own, Alma. She didn't answer. (laughs) Build up towards Alma. She didn't answer. (laughs) What's she doing? Where's she at? I don't know. As like, aren't they having like some sort of bake sale still from the reenactment that Alma like cooked for? She knows this is a very important night though. And she's just hanging out. Like, not my problem. I'm like, but it is. She's doing something. We'll find out in a minute. He tried calling Marion too, but she didn't answer either. Link told him that it was a holiday. Nothing was open. Ethan told him he was a genius. And Link was like, yeah, I know, but why? <laughs> I know, but like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, my mom's dying. Something's happening to your girlfriend. Evidently, I was dating a siren. Um, he told him they were going to the library, the other library. When they arrived, Link pointed out that this was the DAR, not the library. <laughs> you idiot. You drove to the wrong place. He was like, but you hate the DAR. <laughs> my mother lives here. Why are we here? There's no books in there. And then Ethan's trying to like open the door. And of course, because there's like some supernatural barrier on it Uh or whatever, his arm disappears. And Link's (laughs) like, I think I'm hallucinating. What did I smoke earlier? And Ethan's like, now you think you're hallucinating? (laughs) And so they bicker back and forth. And he's like, okay, are you in? And he's like, it's fine if you're not. You can go wait in the car. (laughs) And Link was wait in the car, Link. <laughs> Link was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do this. They found Marion in the library. She asked if Ethan had lost his mind by bringing Link into the Castor library. Isn't she like curled up on the floor with like blankets or something? I think like she so. didn't turn the heat on. Yeah. <laughs> like, she didn't turn the heat on. She's like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love Marion. He told her that there was no time for that and explained the situation. Marion told them this that she couldn't get involved ethan asked her to do what she normally did as a the caster librarian he needed to deliver a book to ravenwood they had to use tunnels to do this giving them perfect access into the house as they exited the tunnels ethan realized the time hadn't changed since they entered the library marion reminded him that time moved differently down there in the house lena's family including aunt del reese grandma and Ryan were hiding, wielding weapons. Okay. <laughs> a lamp. A, a lamp. lamp. <laughs> and a dagger, I think. Um, they worry over Lena and Macon and Larkin. Ethan asked Ryan to come with him to help Macon and Mrs. Lincoln. Grandma refused to let her granddaughter go, saying she'd take over Ryan's healing powers for the night because she's too young and it would kill her or something yeah. if she was out and on Grandma's them. an empath, evidently. Yeah. It was just convenient how that was put in there. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, Link, Marion, Aunt Dale, and Grandma headed out. Actually, all the women headed out, and then Link and Ethan were chasing <laughs> after them. Because yeah. then Link commented, for a bunch of old ladies, they really know how to move. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Link's like, oh, I'm so out of shape. <laughs> I thought we were on the basketball team. Well, I'm on the basketball team. They took the passageways to Greenbrier. Smoke smoke seeped down there. Ethan saw the Book of Moons laying on the stone table. He had no clue how it got there. The fire surrounded them. 
He felt Lena slipping through their connection. She told him to get Macon help. There were seven minutes until midnight. Ethan ran hand in hand with Grandma into the fire. They came across Macon, who was weak but alive. Ethan went to find Lena, who was on top of the crypt, stuck. The closer he got, though, the hotter the flames. He grabbed onto an angel statue on top of it, trying to get to Lena. Then he was face to face with Seraphine. <laughs> Sarf. Sarfine. Like sardine. Yeah. She is a sardine. Imagine you're just like reaching, reaching, reaching. Then- Surprise. Are you surprised to see Surprise. me? <laughs> she stabbed him in the stomach. This part was never in Whoa. the dream. Are we there? Yes. Oh, okay. He never got this far. Maybe. Or Macon had taken it from him. Surprise, Ethan. He heard through the mental connection he thought was with Lena. You think Lena's the only caster on this channel? Let her try to stay light now. Oh, my gosh. Lena literally warned him about this. And then I didn't put in there, like, he was hearing her be like, Ethan, come here, blah, blah, blah. And she already warned him, like, hey, let's not communicate this way because I think my mom can hear us. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, Lena needs me. Idiot. He is. (laughs) As Ethan drifted into unconsciousness, he related to Ethan Carter Waite in his final moments. Then he heard, Ethan, no. And the rest of this is from Lena's point of view. Which we have not gotten until Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. That was all in italics. Yeah. And I made Caitlin write it. So I apologize because she hates... She hates italics. Ethan was falling. Her mother was smiling, wielding a knife covered in blood. Ethan's blood. Nothing moved. Nothing mattered. Time stood still. Grandma hunched over Mrs. Lincoln, her hand dangling in the air. Link held his mother's hand. Aunt Dale and Marion shielded their faces from the smoke. Uncle Macon lay on the ground, boo next to him. Hunting stood back, observing his work. Larkin's coat was on fire as he froze in a run. Seraphine held the dagger above her head. Drops of Ethan's blood froze in the air. Ethan dangled from the crypt, like our dream, but in reverse. I hadn't fallen through his arms. He was ripped from mine. Lena reached, pushing aside the flames and smoke, grabbed onto Ethan's hand. Ethan, I love you, she thought. Don't leave me. I can't do this without you. There was no moon to illuminate his features. She had lost everything. Lena cried, her fingers slipping through his... She wanted to scream his name, even though no one would hear her. Then she remembered the words from the vision. Blood of my heart, life of my life, body of my body, soul of my souls. Alma appeared next to her, warning her not to be chanting incantations from the Book of Moons that got them into this mess. Alma had appeared with the help of the greats and Lena herself. Alma said, you still don't know what you're capable of, do you? I always told Ethan he might pick a hole in the sky one day, but I reckon you're the one who did that. Mm-mm-mm. Lena asked if she was dark now, which Alma responded, not yet, not now. Am I light? Lena asked. No, can't say you're that either. Lena looked up at the moonless sky. Alma explained that one minute she was looking at Lena's 16th moon, and Lena had been standing there staring at the stars like God in heaven could help you, palms raised like you was holding up the sky, then nothing, just this. I guess it was in the movie. Mm-hmm. That part they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moon just kind yeah. of disappeared. Yeah. disappeared. Imagine gravity. Just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone starts floating. (laughs) Yeah. They opened the book. Alma warned her. You know it's not natural. You know there's bound to be consequences. Skip a sentence. Probably. Lena asked about claiming. (laughs) 
<laughs> about the claiming, Alma told her without a moon to claim her, there was no way to be claimed. She asked if it was over. Alma told her she didn't know. They opened the book. Alma warned her, you know it's not natural, and you know there's bound to be consequences. There's no guarantee it'll work. It didn't turn out so well the last time. But I can tell you this, I've got my great, great Aunt Ivy downtown with the greats, and they'll help us if they can. She rubs her hands together. Let's do this. Lena told Alma she didn't have much of a choice. Alma responded, I know there's nothing I can say that'll keep you from doing it. Because you love my boy, and because I love my boy, I'm going to help you. Lena asked if that was why she brought the Book of Moons. She nodded. Alma yanked the necklace off that Ethan had given Lena. She, Alma told her Ethan had to really love her to give her his mother's necklace. Alma added, love is a powerful thing, Lena Duquesne. A mother's love, that's not something to be trifled with. Seems to me Lila's been trying to help out as best she could. She told Lena that Lila would have loved her and that Lena had something that Genevieve didn't. The love of two families as she put the ring from the necklace on her finger. Alma gave Lena Genevieve's locket out of Ethan's pocket. <laughs> one last time. One last time. <laughs> Actually, it's later too. <laughs> Alma gave Lena Genevieve's locket out of Ethan's pocket. She explained it was to remind everyone to remind everyone that they yeah, she had a curse already. She put a gold disc on the book too. She said this was to remind everyone that they were messing with her boy, so they were now messing with her. I must have skimmed through a lot of this part. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And I love this part. I had to read it, but I love this part. They started to chant the same cast that was spoken so many years ago. It sang like a love song. Lightning struck them, knocking Ama back. Lena felt the electricity from the lightning, but she didn't care if she died. She couldn't live without Ethan. She looked toward Ethan, who was shining, but still very dead. <laughs> You're welcome. I was like, he's dead? Lena and I was like, yeah, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> I skimmed. <laughs> All three times I skimmed. <laughs> Ethan dies? Lena was totally devastated. She was being surrounded by a golden light. The spell wasn't working. Lena stumbled away from the book. Everything festered inside of her. If she didn't find a way to release it, it would destroy her. Hunting. Hunting, Larkin, Seraphine all stood there. And then this is uh, some parts from the book. The predator, the coward, and my murderous mother who lived to destroy her own child. The gnarled branches of my caster family tree. How could I claim myself when they had already claimed the only thing that mattered to me? The heat surged up through my hands as if it had a will of its own. Lightning streaked across the sky. I knew where it was going even before it hit. Three points on a compass with no north to guide me. The lightning exploded into flame, striking its three targets simultaneously, the ones who had taken everything from me tonight. I should have wanted to look away, but I didn't. The statue that had been my mother a moment before, strangely beautiful, engulfed in flame in the moonlight. I lowered my arms, wiping the dirt and ash and grief from my eyes. When I looked back, she was gone. They were all gone. The rain began to fall and my blurred vision sharpened until I could see the sheets of rain hitting the smoking oaks, the fields, the thickets. I could see clearly for the first time in a long time, maybe ever. I made my way back toward the crypt, toward Ethan, but Ethan was gone. Where Ethan's body had been lying moments before, now there was someone else, Uncle Macon. But never, we were watching the movie, I was thinking of this. We can talk about that later. See, I had forgotten about that happening when we were watching the movie, so. It helps when you read the book. I was recently close to being done <laughs> i didn't understand i turned to ama for answers her eyes were enormous frightened ama where's ethan what happened but she didn't answer me for the first time ever 
Alma was speechless. She was staring at Uncle Macon's body dazed. Never thought it would end like this. Oh, God. How do I say this again? Mekesledek. Mekesledek. Never thought it would end like this, Mekesledek. After all those years holding the weight of the world on our shoulders together. She was talking to him as if he could hear her, even though her voice was tinier than I had ever heard it. How am I going to hold it up on my own? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like I missed that one. She acted like she hated him this whole time. And then it's like, my bestie's gone. Like, how can I do this all on my own? She's like, I can't. I'm not okay. Like, I can't take care of this city on my own. That's a lot of work. I mean, have have you seen it? It's a mess. (laughs) Very much. Every part of it. (laughs) The mortals, the casters, they're all messy. I grabbed her shoulders, her sharp bones digging into my palms. Alma, what's going on? She raised her eyes to meet mine, her voice barely a whisper. You can't get something from the book without giving something in return. A tear rolled down her wrinkled cheek. It couldn't be true. I knelt next to Uncle Macon and slowly reached out to touch his perfectly shaven face. Usually, I would find the misleading warmth associated with a human being, fueled by the energy of the hopes and dreams of mortals, but not today. Today, his skin was ice cold, like Ridley's like the dead, without giving something in return. No, please no. I had killed Uncle Macon, and I hadn't even claimed myself. I hadn't even chosen to go light, and I had still killed him. The rage began to well up inside me again, the wind whipping up around us, swirling and churning, like my emotions. Like my emotions. (laughs) It was beginning to feel familiar, like an old friend. The book had made some kind of horrible trade, one I didn't ask for. Then I realized, a trade. If Uncle Macon was here, where Ethan had been lying dead, could that mean that maybe Ethan was out there alive? I was on my feet, running toward the crypt, the frozen landscape tinted in that golden light. I could see Ethan lying in the grass in the distance next to Boo, where Uncle Macon had been just moments ago. I made my way over to him. I reached for Ethan's hand, but it was cold. Ethan was still dead, and now Uncle Macon was gone too. What had I done? I had lost them both. Kneeling in the mud, I buried my head in Ethan's chest and wept. I held his hand against my cheek. I thought of all the times he had refused to accept my fate, refused to give up, to say goodbye. Now it was my turn. I won't say goodbye. I won't say it. It had come to this, just a whisper in a field of smoldering weeds. Then I felt it. Ethan's fingers began to curl and uncurl, searching for mine. L? I could barely hear him. I smiled as I cried and kissed the palm of his hand. Are you there, Lena Bina? I laced my fingers through his and swore I would never let them go. I held up my face and let the rain fall upon it, washing away the soot. I'm here. Don't go. I'm not going anywhere, and neither are you. (sighs) All the emotions. All the emotions. I've reached our last chapter, and it's finally the next day, February 12th. The silver lining. Sorry, I got excited. (laughs) After everything, the time still read 11.59 but it was past midnight. Ethan lay in the middle of the muddy field, feeling the rain pound down on him as fireworks went off. His body ached. He couldn't focus on anything. Amma was going to be pissed when he came home. He couldn't remember much. One second, he was holding onto the angel statue, the next, lying in the mud. Maybe a piece of the statue had broken off, but he couldn't remember. Maybe Link had carried him out there after he passed out. It was like his mind had been wiped clean. (laughs) In two ways. (laughs) Then he spotted Marion, Grandma, and Aunt Del gathered by the crypt crying. Macon Ravenwood lay there dead. For once, the rain fell on him. That part got me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of it's just 
Hitting you. Huh? It really is. Yeah. I don't know if it hit me the other two times I read it, but <laughs> hit you this time. Yeah. The morning after Lena's birthday, Ethan reflected on the night before. Macon was the only one who didn't make it. Grandma explained that hunting, his brother, had overpowered Macon. Everyone was physically okay, but also experiencing loss. And Dell took her son's betrayal hard. No, she didn't. Yeah, I was like, didn't I don't think they told her, did they? No, they didn't tell her. I thought they did. Yeah. No. She was wondering where he was. Like, yeah. she was freaking out, and they were like, mm, we're not going to tell her. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I missed a knot somewhere. <laughs> so she did take her son's betrayal yeah, so hard, because she didn't know about so, it. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. And Dell was worrying about where her son was, because he wasn't there and didn't come back after all of this happened. And she has no idea that her son is actually dark. Mm-hmm. That she had two children who went dark. Thankfully, Mrs. Lincoln remembered nothing. Link came out with a story to tell her, though he still wanted to know more from Ethan, which, of course, he does. Ethan's like, I'll tell you in Algebra 2 on Monday. <laughs> no. And I'm like, you're going to have this conversation in Algebra 2? Like, uh-huh. when else would you have it? <laughs> Mrs. People Lincoln. can hear you. <laughs> Mrs. Lincoln woke up in her... Uh, <laughs> her her Civil War outfit. outfit. Yeah. And she was it, like, why am I with the Raven Woods? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what she was yeah. like. I, I like that Lincoln, or Link said, she was still polite, you know, but she was like, I want to get out of here. So she's not a total bitch. Yeah. She's, she's Seraphine and her is a total bitch. bitch. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, Seraphine, we already knew. Obviously, it's a bitch. <laughs> Seraphine, Hunting, and Larkin were gone when Ethan had woken up in the field. He didn't know the details, but basically no one knew what Lena was capable of as a natural. She had managed to block the moon and save herself from being claimed. Because of that, the dark casters disappeared for now. Lena kept quiet about it all. So most of what Ethan remembers didn't happen. Yeah. Or like, yeah. didn't happen in that way. Yeah. yeah. They're just not going to tell him, hey, you died. <laughs> well, this goes back to, I didn't think about this until the last chapter, where it's like the consequences for Lena, if she chooses one or the other, then the other half the family mm-hmm. dies. Well, because she kind of didn't do either, both sides of the family stay alive. But Mm. nature is going to take its course. Yeah. Somehow. So I'm wondering, like, Caster's just going to start dying. That'd be fun. Yeah. We have a Caster apocalypse. We'll share our theories (laughs) later, I guess. (laughs) They had fallen asleep after everything on her bedroom floor. When Ethan awoke, she was gone, and her bedroom walls were blank except for one. The writing didn't look like Lena's usual script, though. She must have been up all night writing. So it read, very nonsensical things. Macon, Ethan, I lay my head down on his chest and cried because he had lived, because he had died. A dry ocean, a desert of emotion. Happy, sad, dark light, sorrow, joy swept over me, under me. I could hear the sound, but I could not understand the words. And then I realized the sound was me breaking. In one moment, I was feeling everything and I was feeling nothing. I was shattered. I was saved. I lost everything. I was given everything else. Something in me died. Something in me was born. I only knew the girl was gone. Whoever I was now, I would never be her again. This is the way. The world ends not with a bang, with but a whimper. Claim yourself, claim yourself, claim yourself, claim your claim gratitude, fury, love, despair, hope, hate. First green is gold, but nothing green can stay. Don't try. Nothing green can stay. <laughs> <laughs> what a mouthful. She's still losing her <laughs> like Nothing green can stay. She quotes it wrong. That wasn't like her. But Ethan considered, nothing green. Maybe it all looked the same to her now. I think about the eyes. I was thinking about that, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because since it's nothing, gold can stay. And gold is darkness. Mm -hmm. 
That's nothing. Green can stay because she... She's like, I still can't stay light. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Lena was on the crypt where they had found Macon. She wanted to be with her uncle even now that he was gone. This is quoted. Those hateful things I said, I'll never get to take them back. He never knew how much I loved him. Ethan laid down next to her as she cried. She said, he died because of me. She still wore Ethan's mom's ring now on her hand. Ethan told her, I never loved you any more than I do right this second, and I'll never love you any less than I do right this second. They promised to never let go of each other, and as Ethan looked into her eyes, he noticed that one was green and the other one more hazel now, almost gold. There we go. Nothing green can say. Yep. Ethan began walking home. The weather was still wonky, clearly an after effect of Lena's emotions. Ethan wanted to clear his head while walking home. Instead of catching a ride, basically. The locket sat in his pocket. There we go. That's the last (laughs) one. That's the last one. That's it. He wanted to give it back to the other Ethan Waite somehow, just like Genevieve said. They owed him and Genevieve some peace now. And quoted from the book, I came down the steep road leading up to Ravenwood and found myself once again at the fork in the road, the one that had seemed so frightening before I knew Lena, before I knew where I was going, before I knew what real fear felt like and real love. He remembered everything that led up to now, driving down Route 9 in that storm, nearly running into Lena, how he almost lost his dad and Lena in the same night, how lucky he was, how they had lost Macon, though. Macon, with everything that made him him, Lena was going to have a hard time with her uncle gone, but he would be there for her in a way he wished someone was there for him when his mom died. Ethan thought maybe Macon was still out there somewhere. The right thing and the easy thing are never the same. No one knew that better than Macon. Ethan stopped, looking up to the sky, flat blue, just like on his ceiling. I wondered if that one shade of blue really kept the carpenter bees from nesting. I wondered if those bees really believed it was the sky. It's crazy what you see if you aren't really looking. Ethan took out his iPod, turning it on. A new song sat on a playlist, 17 Moons. He clicked on it. 17 moons, 17 years, eyes where dark or light appears. Gold for yes and green for no, 17, the last to know. And that's where it ends. That's where it ends. <laughs> Do we want to talk about overall or overall thoughts or the rest of the movie? Mm. I say the movie. I say we do both because I think that the movie plays into our overall thoughts. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I we well, should someone do to start the discussion. Who's not me? <laughs> okay. So in the movie, a lot of goes down differently so much very much okay so in order yes lena has to lose somebody she loves Mm -hmm. in order for the her not to go dark Mm -hmm. but she talks about how there's different ways to like lose somebody or like kill somebody or something let's let's back up a second lena spent a very long time reading the book of moons by herself in the movie in the movie whereas that's not really a thing like it's always either ethan's there Mm -hmm. or ethan's reading it alone Mm -hmm. and she finds in the movie that in order for her to not go dark she's going to have to kill ethan yeah she the one well it says someone that she most loves loves has to die Mm -hmm. and so it's like the baby version of what's actually happened mm-hmm. in the book where in the book it's either you kill one side of your family or you kill the other or you kill the other and if you kill the other you kill you know your father and essentially ethan because you won't be with him i mean you can have him but he, you won't know who he is mm-hmm. basically so it's a little oversimplified for the movie's sake and this all takes place around the same time that the battle happens 
which it kind of does in the book, but... Yeah, it kind of takes place around the same time, but it's not like during the full swing mm-hmm. of it. But in order for... Like, Lena talks to Emma about, you know, what the book said and everything and how she has to lose someone that she loves. And then they're like, okay, there can be other ways to lose someone. Well, that's because previously in the movie, Ahmad stated there's more than one way for someone to die. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. And Lena repeats that back saying there is more than one way for someone to mm-hmm. die. So. Which leads into Lena making Ethan forget her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one knows except Lena that she does this. And Alma. And Alma finds out. Alma finds out, but not before she asked Ethan about Lena. And he's like, the Lena Duquesne girl? Uh, whatever. Why would I Emily buy her says over? she's crazy. And, like, Vi- Viola Davis, her face broke. And I was like. Oh, oh, she was so teary-eyed. And she's I was like, oh. such a phenomenal actress. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, this is not a Viola Davis podcast, but if we find one... <laughs> we are Viola Davis stands. <laughs> Love her. Anyway, so this happens, and in it, Ridley basically sets up Larkin into killing Ethan. Link. Oh, Link, not Larkin. Link. Link. Ridley says, Oh, yeah, sorry. Because she's Link. been, like, manipulating him, and she gives him, like, a bullet. Yeah, he can manifest a bullet. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of gives him powers, which I don't know how that works either. I, I don't know. I didn't understand that they're, either, but... They're, their magic is definitely different than what's in the book. Yeah, there's there's no like boundaries to it. No, <laughs> it's just like whatever the f- they want to do. Yeah, and um, so it's the reenactment, and Ethan and Link have to participate for school, yeah. and they do participate so that's for like school. Some that's that is something that is the same between the book and the movie is mm-hmm. that the reenactment is happening the same time as Lena's mm-hmm. birthday. Like that's still consistent. Yeah. So they're like, okay. You want to kill each other, and so we can go play video, or we can go watch, watch aliens, aliens, <laughs> Blu-ray, <laughs> uh-huh. and so they shoot each other. Well, they're given blanks, but Link doesn't have a blank; he has a real bullet, mm-hmm. and it kills Ethan. That happens, and Lena, Lena finds out about it, yeah, and goes over to him. So, uh, yeah, mom shows up. Mm-hmm. Mom shows up as Mrs. Lincoln and tells her grand plan, which is almost the same. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of. And then... And Ridley shows up. Ridley shows up, which she's not at all in this part Mm-mm. in the in the book. Should we go ahead and get to it? Does everything go down, basically? Like with the moon and everything? Yeah, so and Lena... the truth is revealed? Lena literally just reaches up for her, her hand. And she like, grabs the moon. Yeah, she, she grabs the moon. Curls it up oh, and the moon... She does like some airbending sh- like, <laughs> But it's like she knows to do this, whereas in the book it's not really... She knows a lot in the movie where I'm like... How does she know that? <laughs> Been reading that book of moons, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she like grabs the moon so it's no longer there for her. Also, it's not midnight Mm-mm. in the movie. That's the only. Is it like daytime? Yeah, it is daytime. Yeah. Why is the moon? Well, I mean, the, moon the moon can be out. Yeah, the moon is out. We just don't always see it during the daytime. Like they have like a thanks, Reba. Thanks. <laughs> they have like a scrying thing where they can see the moon. I don't know. It's okay. weird. So this is happening, and instead of her and Alma joining together to save Ethan or anything, it's oh, and by the way, she does kill her mom. <laughs> oh yeah, she kills her mom. Um, in the movie. Her animated version mom. <laughs> the animated version of her mom. She turns into vines. Dies. <laughs> and dies. Um, Ridley's like, bye. Yeah, Ridley just runs. Ridley still runs. Yeah. Like, that's the same. 
It's the same. Like, love you guys. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> she's like, are you mad? Are, are, are you like, mad? Just go. <laughs> she's like, just leave. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. I love you, cuz. Bye. And she like eats, eats out of there. Yeah. The way she runs is hilarious. Because <laughs> it's just like, let me grab my dress and run. Yeah, yeah. Almost nowhere to be seen in this at all. Nope. She just, you know, not there. I, I don't remember where she is, what she's doing. Nope. Big reveal. Big reveal. It winds up being Macon. Instead of Ethan. Ethan. Instead of Ethan. Evidently, Macon has a very similar power. No. Larkin. Larkin made Macon into Ethan? Yes. What the f***? And he turns into Macon. (laughs) Yeah. You don't remember that? I remember Larkin being there. And he, like, You made me watch a Cinderella twist in time last night, too. I'm getting (laughs) things confused. I'm sorry. (laughs) Still glorious. Anyway. There were two Cinderellas. I I didn't know what to think. (laughs) So, anyway, Ethan. uh, Ethan... Turns out to be Macon. <laughs> Ethan turns out to be Macon. Macon turns out to be Larkin. And Larkin's like, I'm sorry, because this is the only way that Macon said that we could save y'all. Larkin's not bad. No, Larkin is not bad in this. Um, he might still be dark and be choosing to be light. I don't know. Evidently, you can do that. Apparently, yeah. in the movies, yeah, in you can. In the movie, you can do that. And Ethan still totally forgot about everything. Ethan is... I, where is he? What's, uh, what's he doing? He made him sleep, I think. I don't Something remember. Like that. He's but just at home. He's just at home. <laughs> he's not there. That's just for hanging sure. out. He's blowing off his glasses. Mm-hmm. His mandatory reenactment. Um, well, he's he, cool with that. Someone who looks like him was there, and I'm sure that, that counted. Behind in to get the uniform, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I wish. Like right, seriously. <laughs> so simple. Anyway, like twin. Anyway, and then it's like six months later. Wait, wait, back up. Someone she loved had to die. Macon. Yep. Yeah, Macon, Macon died. died. Yeah, I'm just clarifying that. Someone yeah. she loved had to die. It didn't have to be Ethan. It was yeah. Macon. Yeah. It was Macon that died. Six months later, because they were aged up, Ethan's going off to college. He's going on a, a road colleges. A road trip to go, colleges. to go see NYU with Link. And he stops by the lab- library because that's where Alma is now the librarian She's too. She's been the librarian the whole yeah. time. In the movie, I'm trying to... Yes. It's hard to explain all the craziness that's <laughs> happening between the book and the movie. <laughs> anyway, so he goes to tell her bye. Well, he sees Lena and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, I'm sorry we never got to hang. He knows who she is because everyone knows yeah. who Megan Ravenwood's niece was. But he never talked to her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, by the way, I like your poems. I remember them in creative writing class. Peace out. And But they have a... The same, same interaction they did the previously. Exact same interaction about, about the Charles the, uh, Bukowski yeah. book. And she like repeats it and she's like smiling. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, is it any good? And she's like, define good. Yeah, yeah. it's the same conversation as earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. which does have him thinking a little bit. Yeah. And then he leaves and uh, Lena and Alma go down to the Castor Library. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. Link asks if they can go see his mom in the sanatorium. <laughs> There was another deep hole for we forgot to mention. What? That they go to the Claster Library whenever they want. Oh, yeah, they go whenever they want to. And they can't do that in the book. They have to go on holidays and after Mm -hmm. normal library hours. Mm -hmm. Once again, that's one thing where, like, for the movie, convenient. Yeah. It's just for sheer convenience. But anyway, as they cross the Gatlin line, city city limits, he remembers I just thought about it being outside the city limits. I thought he just magically remembered. <laughs> oh, I thought about I knew it. That. I remember that. Yeah, I thought about it being outside the city limits. Yeah. Once I, he- I think it's a combination of like both. Like he just does eventually mm-hmm. remember. Like he's like, 
But then when we get yeah. outside of the city lines. he saw her and he talked to her and he had this interaction that yeah. he has had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all this stuff has happened. Yeah. He just doesn't remember it. I don't know. Like, Link knows Lena. What does Link remember? He I was there. Know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Lena knocked him out when he shot Ethan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Link, what happened to Link in the meantime. Like She probably erased his memories, too. But he knows that Lena was around and he knows about Ridley still. Supposedly, unless he has memories erased, I guess. Yeah. But it's just but, convenient for the But the ending moment yeah. just always sells I've, me. I've, so I've, Lena's in the caster library mm-hmm. and she looks up and she's got the one gold eye and the one green, green eye. eye. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think her eyes were actually green in the movie, they are were they? Kind of. They were like hazel greenish. Yeah. But you you just see a scene like there's no di- dialogue, I don't think. You just see the car stopped yeah, that like, Link is driving. Link is like past the town line, past the, the welcome sign that uh, Ethan and Lena had made out on mm. earlier in the movie. Yeah. And like Ethan gets out. He like bursts out of the car. Yeah. And he screams. And, yeah. Her name. Oh my God. And she stops <laughs> and looks up in the library. Like she hears it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's the end. That's the end. That's such a good ending. It was a very I good ending. I love that ending. Mm hmm. Now, the book ending just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not as climactic. But I mean, it's good setup for the next one, even though I am annoyed by being like, okay, now 17 he moons, knows. 17 years. <laughs> You're like, we just did this. <laughs> Is there one for every single year <laughs> after she turns 16? <laughs> I Maybe. think we get to 18 at least. <laughs> Overall thoughts on this book. Okay, so... This is not a re-readable book. Mm-hmm. I think we've discussed that. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those that you're just going to be like, oh man, it's that day. I'm really feeling this book. Like you enjoy the characters, but it is so long mm-hmm. and they're so stupid sometimes. So, <laughs> And the world is so like, it's confusing, but also like it is simplified enough, I mm-hmm. think in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, as far as that, like the readability goes, when we were younger and after we read this for the first time, this was like a book that I wanted to reread because I liked that it was from a male's point of view mm-hmm. and I thought it was easy to read and it was really interesting. I don't know how I read this when I was like 14. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know half those words. I just skipped over all the Latin, surely. I mean, I still do that. It's not shocking. But as far as now, yeah, I agree with you, Peyton. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't want to continuously, like, think about, oh, let's reread this book. Like, mm-hmm. no. Nah. I'd probably want to read the rest of the series once, and then I'm like, I'm good. I think the one thing about, like, before going into this, this last time, is that I was more like, oh, I don't want to read, like, a witchy book. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But then reading it, it's more like a small town vibe book for me. Yeah. And... It's, I want it to be more, more like ensemble cast, honestly, instead mm-hmm. of just with Lena and Ethan all the time. Yeah. I think that's one thing. I think later on it may be more ensemble because I love an ensemble. We all know this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, rereadability. This is my third time reading this. <laughs> and still I'm just like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I wish there was, I wish the mystery of it and the suspense of it was a bit more dynamic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's them trying to figure out the same 
every single time mm-hmm. and it just yeah they continue harping on the same point the entire time mm-hmm. yeah and then me going wait what is the point <laughs> yeah which i mean that may just be because it's for a younger audience and it wasn't I, meant I for us so. like overall it's still a good book yeah if you haven't read it and this is for some reason interesting to you after hearing the entire season pick it up and read it yeah read the second book i read the third. i do want to read because i've read the second and third book i do want to go back and read them mm-hmm. now just to see what happens because like i know some things and i was looking up spoilers earlier mm-hmm. um they're not spoilers because i already knew but i forgot so i guess they kind of are mm-hmm. but being like oh yeah that's what happens like stuff about the claiming and lena and her and ethan being together and macon and ridley i'm also very sad macon died because he's my favorite well he comes back i'm sure he's got to he has i know to. i was whenever i read this uh-huh. i was like macon dies since when because it's the other macon. times you've read it because it's macon like why is that a, not a significant memory for me I, I don't know. She's just like, what up, bitches? I'm back. <laughs> you thought you seen the last of me. <laughs> Obviously not. I had more wardrobe changes. <laughs> I didn't go through nearly enough of my outfits. <laughs> God, I love him. <laughs> we didn't have enough house changes either. <laughs> I want to know what the f***s up with kitchen. I want to like, know. What is kitchen? I want to know what is kitchen. If that they might would- be answered later on. Like, not answered answer, but like shown more. Yeah. My book also came with recipes. Did your book come with recipes? Heck no. It's Alma's recipes. I also have a map of the town. Alma's recipes. I got Alma's cookie pie, which I liked. And then... You have her biscuit batter? No. <laughs> I do not have a biscuit batter. <laughs> they have fried green tomato recipe, which, you know what, for all the people out here that haven't eaten fried green tomatoes, it may be good. You need to have some... No. No. <laughs> hey, Blake, I Never take it mind. all back. Because they used fine, dry breadcrumbs. Hey, like, I'm done. It's cornmeal. <laughs> cornmeal. Tell me cornmeal. <laughs> cornmeal. Okay. Don't listen to the recipes if you have the recipes. I was wondering. I was like, of all the criticism you've given <laughs> the food things in this book, you're really going to. I was like, well, it sounded fine at first. Like, yeah, all pl- purpose flour. That might be okay. Uh, um, but no. Then the next page is like. Half a cup of fine dry cornbread crumbs or fry, fine dry bread crumbs. Also, if you are any old Southern cook worth your salt, you do not measure measure for shit. It is all based on <laughs> on the feeling, the texture, what you feel in that day. Looking back on the first time you read this, anything you remember compared to this time, like enjoyment factors, specific details you didn't. The cutesy stuff was cutesier when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, this time it's just kind of like, ugh. It was like, oh, they're so sweet. And then I'm like, do they have a life outside of each other? No. The more emotional stuff, like with his mom and his dad, it hits bigger. But it also like, his mom did not die that long ago. Mm -hmm. And he does think about it a lot. But I feel like he's pretty well adapted in a way. It's kind of weird because while I was reading it, I was like, okay, we're at this again. Like, it's like, 
oh yeah we haven't talked about his mom being dead for so long Mm -hmm. let me write this in where Mm -hmm. he's feeling sad about it which that might just be how he works yeah Yeah. i mean i get people compartmentalize but i feel Mm -hmm. like he would be dealing with it a bit differently i don't know just like because it's so fresh and even like how the town still sees him and everything i feel Mm -hmm. like it would still be pretty fresh for them yeah i really want his dad to figure out i think he does Maybe. They need to have a talk. They need to have a sit down. I think after this, they will. (laughs) Y'all have anything to add about how um, you saw it then, how you saw it now? I don't remember anything about reading it the first time. I mean, the only thing I remember is like, I enjoyed it because it was from not a girl's point of view. Mm -hmm. Like, I found that interesting, which is why I was like, oh my God, I really like this. Um, Do you like how the last three that we've done, it's all been from male perspectives? It just occurred to me. Mm Wow. Yeah. It just occurred to me that all three seasons have been male perspectives. Male perspectives. Probably will not happen next time. No, it won't. <laughs> that, that's just happened to happen. What do you foresee, those of us, because none of us who have even read the next books, what do you foresee happening in the next few books, like in the series? What what questions still need to be answered? What still needs to happen? They still got to go through the falling Someone's going to fall. Somebody's going to fall. I know someone falls. I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more about Ethan and whatever powers he's got. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some more mom in there. Mm-hmm. And Macon, obviously. Mm-hmm. Lila and Macon. Yeah. Lila and Macon. I want to know how Ama treats uh, Lena more after yeah. this now. I feel like it's going to be more, uh, I think it's going to be more warm yeah. towards her. Also, Link now knows Everything. stuff about the caster world, so... Yeah. Him and then Ridley Ridley does show up again, mm-hmm. obviously. She just pops in, you know, in and out. And how she's kind of dealing with it because, like, mini spoiler, like, she is going to struggle with what side to choose. Obviously, I don't like her because she's pure evil. Like, there's a reason I like her. Obviously, yeah. she's a complex character to me. But, um, and Lena is going to get more annoying. I know that. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's just a personality trait <laughs> at this point. And new characters come up. I also Ooh. know that. I heard you say there was a love triangle. Mm-hmm. There's a girl who um comes and studies under Marion to become a librarian. I think, I think I knew that. She's British. Yeah, I feel like I knew that. I re- read the book. I just have no memory of it. I remembered her. I, I want to see more of the family too. More of the sisters. Come on. Obviously, I don't more know the if sisters. they're in anymore, but there needs to be more that, of the sisters. You know there what? Was that was enough. that was the complaint I had with the movie. I forgot. <laughs> there was no, no sisters. sisters. We had no squirrel talk. You would have taken the squirrel talk over the Titanic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, you would have. Yeah, and they probably would have had amazing accents. Yeah. Could you imagine they'd aged up like they could have got. Betty White is one of them. Oh, Betty White. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Betty White. I got Betty White. They could have aged up Jessica Lang to be one it of the sisters. It would have been a lot of fun. I think it would have. Man, they could have done so much and it would have been amazing. That would have made the movie just that much yeah. better. <laughs> <For> you. <laughs> That's all I have on That's Beautiful Creatures. That's all I have Creatures. on Beautiful Creatures too. I, I'm not going to read any more YA for a while. She's going to go directly to Smut. <laughs> Yeah, next season, we'll see what happens. We got some ideas. Mm-hmm. We got some ideas. I don't know if we're going to reveal them yet. but so If we have a bonus episode, that's when it'll be revealed. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Let's Call It Nothing Pod. And we will see you next time. After Thanks our- for joining us on this perilous journey of posting episodes throughout the last yeah. few yes. months. <laughs> and after our short hiatus, see you then. 
see you then bye bye Yeah. Holy heck, they're going to be so tired of hearing my voice. <laughs>